Welcome back, know-it-alls, and thanks for listening to the show. Your support is awesome. Please continue to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode when it gets released. You can find us on all social media platforms under the name Answers for Everything Podcast. Use that same name on whatever podcast app that you use. We should be there. If we are not, let us know and we'll make it right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Today we have a special guest slash host slash some guy who just was on the brink of death, but from his deathbed, he rises like the Phoenix. Charlie Ray, tell me why we're talking right now or tell me why we haven't talked in, in the last little while. Well, we've taken a break because Charlie Ray got that ultimate nasty bug, the coof, or as everybody else likes to call it, COVID-19. The vid. The existence of which they are still working to find and isolate. But anyway, that's another story. All right. So you've been out of commission for what now? Like this is like our first actual conversation of what, like a month? Yeah, it's been about a month that's about what it took to get over it i mean to mostly get over it and then i'm just kind of just kind of got a nagging cough at this point everything else is pretty much all gone and no problems so with any other illnesses in your entire life have you ever had a month recuperation and still have a nagging cough or is this like something you've you're, you've never experienced this before have you uh, I've had situations where I've had a nagging cough that's gone on for a couple of months but you know the thing is for me in the last almost 30 years, whatever reason, uh, I've been pretty good about not ever either catching anything or my immune system just kicked its ass as soon as it said hi. So that's a good thing. Yeah. This is probably one of the only times where I've actually had a fever since more than 20 years ago, at least any kind of major fever. So let's take you, take us back to when you were living your life, you know, you're flying to Phoenix, you're going to like a GI Joe fest down in Atlanta, you're just living your life, you're eating out, you're hanging out like at your house. And then one day you just wake up and say, fuck, I am not going to work. Was it like that? Not exactly. Um, I had gone down to uh, Augusta, Georgia to the Joe Fest uh, 2021. And then I came back and just went about my normal life. Uh, went to work, went to the gym on a Sunday. I went to gym on a Monday, went to gym on a Tuesday, took a break on Wednesday, went to the gym on Thursday. And on Friday, I noticed I was kind of feeling a little tired. And I'm not usually, I mean, I can be tired, but this was like a more tired than usual. And uh, I still went to the gym and everything else because I was like, okay, I'm, I'm tired, no big deal. But uh, I just wasn't really feeling very well. And then Saturday, and this, is, and this was, of course, was 4th of July weekend where I had a lot of big plans and stuff to do. Uh, on Saturday, I really wasn't feeling good. Uh, I didn't feel like eating. And uh, I started having some fever. My fever started coming in. And, um, and from there, it just kind of progressed over the next couple of days. I went and got tested on uh, the Monday, the 5th. And was told that I was positive, which I kind of felt like, no, duh, (laughs) at that point. And then from there, 
it, it was it just kind of stayed about the same level it was pretty bad for the next three days or so and then it just slowly got better from there so when the doctor first tells you that you're tested positive how do you feel what do you think what are, what are the thoughts going through your head well it wasn't a doctor it was just a nurse at a, at a clinic that they do the the testing okay. at so still authority uh, figure that knows what they're doing gave you the news right yeah they gave me the news I mean, basically, I got a text. <laughs> Here's your test results. You blah, blah, blah. So I go check it. It says positive. And I notify the people at my job that need to be notified and say, uh, I won't be in for the next two weeks. I'll be working from home. So, and that's basically what I did. I mean, it wasn't easy. <laughs> like working from home or letting the people at your work? It wasn't, e it wasn't easy working from home when you're feeling like absolute dog crap. Okay. So like working at all is just pointless. Yeah, but I did. But you did it. I worked eight hours a day through the entire experience. And you did your job from your bed, from a desk? Uh, from my desk here. I'd work, uh, you know, those first few days were really rough. I was uh, going anywhere. Uh, it was kind of weird. In the mornings, I'd feel more okay. And as the day progressed, I'd start feeling worse and worse. And the fever would get worse and worse through the day. And then by the morning, it'd be kind of like down and then it would go up all the way through the day and it seemed like the more i worked or exerted myself the more i kind of wore my body down the, the stronger the fever came back so it takes a toll on you on such a level that you really you had no expectation that you know just walking to the bathroom would put oh, you no, up, that was, would that put was you fine up. that was fine i mean i could walk around move around the house i was just going anywhere from i'd wake up in the morning i'd probably be i usually run pretty low on my body temperature like in in you know, the states that would be like 97.9, 97.3 is my average. So, you know, I was averaging probably like 99, 99.5 degrees in the morning. But by the end of the day, I was like 101, 102, uh, pretty high for me. And uh, highest I ever got was about 102.5. It, it, and it got it got pretty bad. Those those three to four days right there were really bad as far as the temperature. It was it was pretty much work as long as I could, drink lots of water, lay down and take a nap for half an hour. <laughs> so is it more mentally or more physically uh, tiring? Like what exhausted you more, thinking about stuff or just having to like do stuff? Probably just do stuff. Physically was hard, uh, especially because that entire first week, I barely ate. I lost, I lost nearly 17 pounds over two weeks. Uh, and that's not a normal thing, right? No, but it did help me break my weight loss plateau. So, I mean, that was a bonus. But um, was it that you couldn't eat or like what was happening? I didn't feel like eating. I, I did lose kind of a, a little bit of taste for a little while, but for not very long. Nothing sounded good. Nothing in my body. What I what I eventually did, I really didn't eat very much for like like literally three or four days. Like I'd have like a uh, a string cheese stick. <laughs> I'd have, I'd have water and that would be like lunch, you know? Um, and there was nothing really in the house that I really wanted to eat. It was all either more complicated than I wanted to prepare, yeah. uh, or it just didn't sound good. Why? Well, what I eventually ended up doing was having to get somebody to basically drop me off a, a 12 pack of power aid, which basically Gatorade. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and a whole bunch of chicken noodle soup. I ate nothing but chicken noodle soup for several days uh, with uh, bone broth mixed in. I tried to get 
more salt in my diet. I got a little worried after about a week of just drinking nothing but water that without eating very much, all I was doing was there's a, there's a thing you can do if you drink too much water that it causes an imbalance in your, in your body um, that because you're flushing out all your electrolytes, if you're not bringing in more, if you're not either, if you're not either taking an electrolyte supplement or you're not eating food, that's got certain ingredients in it. You flush a lot of the sodium out of your body. You flush a lot of other things and it can cause problems for your, uh, your neural synapses communicating with each other, for example, is one of the problems it can cause. And so anyway, I was a little worried that because I, all I'd done was drink water for almost a week, just pure water. And, and I barely ate anything is that uh, I was feeling weak. Well, and there's a lot of reasons I was feeling weak. It could be because I wasn't eating anything. So basically I was, I was fasting almost at the same time as going through, uh, that first week of, of, uh, trying to, you know, get through COVID. So, so were you given any, any advice on how to treat yourself or were you just like nope. doing, do my own thing. So you didn't go to a doctor to get any sort of treatment. Nope. Nope. Is that, is that a normal thing to, it is in to, my case. <laughs> I, I just can't imagine. Like I'm not feeling well. I go to the doctor, they give me a prescription, they tell me what to do. And then, you know, three or four days later, I feel better. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not like that. I, uh, I, I tend to avoid uh, doctors. There's probably been a couple of times in my life where I didn't see a doctor for like four or five years. So what's the reason behind that? Like, why would that be a decision that you make? Like, what's what's your reasoning behind not wanting to see a doctor or not needing to? Just didn't feel like I needed to. I mean, if I didn't have any reason to, if I didn't have any reason to that I felt warranted a doctor, I didn't need a doctor. Now, I will say a couple of days into this, I was feeling bad enough. And, and as you asked me, you know, as you'd mentioned earlier about how, uh, how did your family take this? I mean, my yeah. mom, my mom was concerned enough. She thought I should go to the hospital. And I was like, eh, if I crack 103, I might think about it. So. Is, there, so any, never, is there anything in particular that drives you to not make that call, to not do that drive, to not, to not see a specialist, right? Um, just the fact that I kind of trust my body. And, and if my body tells me, hey, I don't think you can handle this. You need to go. Then I'll go. But until it gets to that point, so I, trust, I trust my body and I trust my immune system to do what it's always done, which is get me through it. So your threshold is 103 degrees. If it hit 103, you'd be like, hell yeah, here we go, doctor. I'm coming. Maybe, maybe. I was close. I'm not going to lie. I'll say I was close to it. I was considering it, but you know what? I just, you know, uh, there was a couple of nights where I was really just burning up and, you know, I had chills at times and, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's pretty crazy. You know, you're, you're in air conditioning and you're just soaking the bed was just soaked with sweat i was just sweating so much and you weren't moving you're just laying there just laying there yeah hmm. and um what else happened it was you know i didn't get a lot of sleep i was having it you know i wasn't able to sleep for very long what's your uh, normal sleep schedule 10 to 10 to 7 11 to 7 somewhere around there so you're you're a you're a seven to nine hour night guy. Yeah, if I can. Usually it's probably more like seven hours, seven to eight. Okay. But uh, what was it I, during this time? Well, it was uh, 
it was almost 14 hours a day. I was in bed, but they didn't, you know, I was sleeping. Yeah. I couldn't always sleep. But you said you uh, weren't sleeping. So you normally go from like seven to nine hours a night, but now you're getting way less, right? Yeah. It, it's, you could say maybe way less, maybe not. I was getting smaller chunks. I'd sleep a couple hours and I'd wake up. Mainly because also I was drinking so much water. I had to pee all the damn time. Man up, man. Get a funnel. Done. Yeah. I thought about it. Get a diaper. I'm sure there's something I, on Craigslist. You can find a woman who will take care of those things for you. Uh, but then again, I fall back on the whole thing is this. As long as I can still manage to get up and go pee, I get up and go pee. Man's got to have some self-respect as long as he can. Because <laughs> at some point, you will get to that point, And then you don't have a choice. Fantastic. But for now, But for now... I still got a choice and I still made it. So, so yeah, that first week was rough. Uh, it was, it was a tough week, but uh, I don't really think I want to go through that again, but uh, now that I got antibodies, I, I feel pretty okay about it. So do you think you lucked out? Cause there's a lot of people that went to the hospital for it, right? Ventilators. A lot of people that couldn't take any drugs. A lot of people that never came back from the the fever. Well, lucked out or not lucked out or just that's the way things break. You know, I mean, everybody's got a different body. Everybody's got a different everything. I mean, we've all ate different food. We've all got different genetic markers. We've all got different this, that, and the other. You know, I mean, just like certain people can't eat peanuts, (laughs) certain people can't do this, certain people can't do that, you know, Um, so as far as my life considered, I guess you could say the breaks went my way, so. And for your quarantine, did you, did you actually do a quarantine for two weeks and nobody else around? Like you said, somebody dropped stuff off or did they just leave it on the front doorstep and you picked it up when they were gone or did you? They, they did. But of course, with my living situation, I take care of my mom who can't drive. So yeah. there's nowhere else for me to go. So that's about as quarantined as I can get. I mean, so we're in the same house. So was, was your mom wearing a mask or were you wearing a mask when you were home? I tried to wear a mask anytime I wasn't in my room. At some point, we were just around each other. She she ended up having some symptoms. She'd already she'd gotten the uh, jab earlier in the year, so she ended up kind of coming down with some of the symptoms, but not as bad as me. And so we just base. Did she get both jabs? Like she's fully fully jabbed. The, she got the one that was the one shot one. Oh, nice. Jealous. So, yeah. I had to wait like seven weeks in between shots because they didn't offer the second one yet. Oh, nice. Oh. Also, I can travel, which I still can't do. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. No, you know, coming to the U.S. soon, Canada and Australia's tyranny. So, you know. Yeah. Now they're talking about potentially blocking interstate travel. And, well, you know, half the truckers are already basically saying, well, we're just going to quit. So that's going to make everything real fun if that happens. I don't. How, how, you, how are you going to stop interstate travel? I don't know. It, it, considering how many roads there are in the United States, it's frigging impossible. Unless, just, you start, unless you start using drones and just actually blowing people up, which <laughs> depending on who's flying it, I don't, don't put anything past anybody anymore. So No, they try to do an interprovincial stop here. And what are you going to do? set up a roadblock and, and turn back everybody. And then what the other 50 roads lead into that province. You're going to what just not block them. Come on. 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Right now, the internet seems to be going really nutso about potentially stuff happening really soon. And it didn't help what the Department of Homeland Security posted this weekend uh, on their website. So I'm sorry, I never pay attention. What did they post? Oh, basically, at this point, they are really trying to put a lot of everything onto domestic terrorism and uh, white supremacy and all these things. And I don't know, getting into American politics is a whole nother story. So maybe yeah. we should just stick to. <laughs> well, stick- I, thought, I thought you were just going to read what they posted on their website. Oh, I no, no, no. It's a long lot of stuff. You can look it up if you want. OK, because, but- yeah, it's not my country, so I never pay attention to it. The only thing I yeah, basically, basically the whole point is this is that there's a whole lot of stuff going on and people are posturing, you know, that there's going to be a major lockdown happening again. And if that happens, things are going to become a little bit volatile because I don't think America is going to put up with being locked down a second time. I don't think they will. At least a good chunk of people won't. And I don't really want to see things get ugly. I, I hope things stay positive, but they're doing a really good job trying to force division in the United States. So that's all I'll say on that matter. So, well, let's move past the border and, and issues like that and just kind of tell you how I've felt since I've been recovering from COVID. Okay. okay. So the first couple of weeks, I was pretty much just worthless and just like, just working to make sure that I quote, didn't die. I wasn't really that worried about dying, but I mean, Hey, you know, I mean, I'm at the age I'm older, you know, I mean, I do have some, like they would, they would call them comorbidity factors, you know, I mean, as far as my weight goes, as far as, you know, my blood pressure, things like that. So of course I have things to be worried about. So, you know, I, I, I I tried to make sure I kind of checked in with myself every day and said, okay, do you feel like you need to go to a hospital? Do you need to feel like you need to see a doctor? And I'm like, no, I, I feel like I'm going to get through this. Everything's fine. And uh, after that first week, after all the fever issues, that's when I started getting more of the uh, the chest and breathing issues. Like I started not being able to take very deep breaths and I started having like just kind of some chest pain and more of that got got more of the cough the whole time I was really fatigued. Right. So that was about the first two weeks. And then and then I started getting better. And then I'd been my two week quarantine. And I, I actually went out a couple of times to the store to pick up some more supplies. I didn't go anywhere else. I just literally masked up, went into a store, grabbed the two things that whatever I need and got the hell out. Right. You know, for perspective, uh, that that's been how long that was your first two, two weeks. weeks, two weeks. And so we're, we're at like what the six week mark right now from the first mm-hmm. symptoms, you think? Uh, well, my first symptoms was July 2nd. Oh, that's right. The holiday weekend. That's right. Yeah. The holiday weekend. And I was, and I got my diagnosis on the 5th of the 6th. I can't remember which date. Yeah. So we're about six weeks out. So yeah. So we're, we're, yeah, we're definitely, you know, we're a month out plus about a week and a half. So yeah, about six weeks. So at that point, uh, I could have gone back to work and worked in the office, but I wasn't feeling like it. I was still having too much fatigue. Again, I'd work a few hours and if I got tired, I'm like, I got to lay down and take a nap. And I take a little nap and I get back up and I go back to work uh, on my computer here at home. And so about two and a half weeks, I went ahead and went into work on a Thursday. That uh, was a struggle to get through the day. I was tired, wanted to take a nap. Same thing on Friday. Got what, would your next- bo- what would your boss have done if you're like, oh, I got to go take a nap? Do you think they'd let you? Uh, I would have just told him I wasn't feeling very well and I'd work the rest of my shift from home and I'd take my laptop and I'd go home. Okay. So yeah, they, they would I'd, fully understand that you yeah. can't be there. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so the next week uh, I, I came into the office 
And every day I just slowly got better. I had, I had this nagging cough that I still have a little bit of, and I, and I had fatigue and the fatigue lasted till about early to mid last week. So about five weeks, I had that extra level of fatigue. I mean, sometimes I always feel tired, but I mean, like really tired and really unmotivated to do stuff, you know? Uh, and I don't like to feel unmotivated. I got lots of things to accomplish in my life. So now, I mean, I have, you know, I'm tired, but I still have drive and want to get stuff done. And I just push through it. But before it was just really a, a fatigue level. That's just like, yeah, we know you want to try to do this, but you do a couple of things and you're like, I need to take a nap, <laughs> you know? And so now I can go, you know, now the last couple of weeks, uh, I've been pretty much, you know, I've been able to uh, work a full day, work all day long, get through my, you know, all day, come home, not need to take a nap. Every once in a while, I still kind of, if I'm tired, I feel like, hey, I'll take a nap. And I get home, take an hour, hour long nap and, and then be fresh for the evening. But um, for the most part, I feel, I feel pretty, pretty well over it. Uh, I can take deep breaths. I've been doing my breathing exercises that I used to do every morning. I had to cut those out for about a month. It was just too hard. Uh, to do uh, oh, there, there's been no breathing orgasms well no in covid no i did have one though uh this last week again so that was nice <laughs> yeah i wasn't sure it was gonna work I had to make sure so but it was only one it was and it wasn't a very big one so i need to keep working on that <laughs> um i do miss those uh those are pretty damn nice uh and then I, and I, and I'll be glad when this nagging cough goes away, you know, sometimes I won't cough for several hours and then sometimes I'll just have coughing fits and it's just, it's just this, this tickle in the throat. And I, I've read a lot of things, you know, I, I was reading a lot of stuff about COVID of course, during this time period, I see a lot of people have a nagging cough and it can take a couple of months to go away. There's various things you can do and exercises and like breathing things you can do. And I think that with my normal breathing exercises, I do is I strengthen my lungs, you know, get them, make sure they're back to hundred percent. I think the cough will go away. It, it's just annoying. So what if it doesn't, what if like six months from now, you still have that nagging cough? Like, are you going to go, go see a specialist at all? Like a throat specialist, maybe, or like some sort of lung specialist, or are you going to just keep pushing it off to see if maybe it'll, you know, heal up after eight months? I suppose if it went that long, I would. Uh, if it goes on more than another month, which I seriously doubt it won't, uh, there's a couple of different supplement things that have been suggested that'll work, and you just kind of need to, to do them steady for a couple of weeks. And if, and if that doesn't work, then I'll probably go see a doctor. But uh, I feel, <coughs> I feel, <coughs> I feel so you pretty. I feel pretty confident it'll be okay. So you think I'm going to edit that out, but I'm going to leave that in there so people can hear. No, it. I, I want you to leave it in. That's it's, that's why I didn't you know try to keep it completely suppressed. So yeah, it, it, you know, like I say, it, it's just annoying. Like I said, like I said sometimes I get into you know, a cough, a couple like a minute long. You know, just I just kind of it, it's just one of those things. It's kind of like it, it's not it's not like I'm coughing up like you know like you know when you're sick and you're coughing up. Not to get too nasty here or graphic, but you know when you're sick and you're coughing up stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. There's nothing like that. It's just a dry cough. It's, it's, it's just like, it's just like I get this tickle in the back of my throat, you know, and, 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 and it's just, and it's just like, it won't go away. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, like, you know, when you have like a, 
uh, something that like an itch and you don't scratch it and just kind of gets more and more annoying. And you're like, God dang it. And you scratch it. You know, that's what it is. It's like, it's like, it's like you, you keep getting a little bit of this tickle and a tickle. If you take a drink of water or something, it'll go away, you know, but. So it's weird that you say that because I like, I'm, I'm hoping to never get COVID. So I've got my shots. I think I'm okay. I'm a pretty healthy guy. Uh, but a couple of years ago, it's happened, I think, three times now in the last 10 years where I'll have a nagging cough, but I won't even be sick. I won't even be like sick and then get the cough. I'll just get the cough. Right. So there, there's no runny nose or anything. And I've gone to the doctor, like you and I are very different. I'll go to the doctor and be like, hey, doc, give me something, hook me up, you know, but you and I live in two different countries, right? If I say, hey, doc, hook me up, it's going to cost me like 18 bucks for the doc to hook me up. Whereas if you go to the doctor, what's that going to cost you for a doctor and a prescription? Well, it cost me 20 bucks to go to the doctor. Yeah. Um, and then just the prescription depends on what kind of medication it is and, and if it's generic or if it's uh, uh, a name brand, you know, manufacturer or whatever. So, and then usually, usually my insurance pays most of it. So most of my prescriptions, if I've ever got them are 10 to 30 bucks. I mean, nothing, okay. but, but, but I don't hardly ever get anything. So, yeah. But my, my doctor says, hey, so like you're not sick. I just want to let you know that you have something called a nasal drip. And ah, I was like, yeah, nasal drip. He's like, yeah, you're going to have to take this medication. I take it for like five days and I no longer have a cough. So I don't know what it is. I don't know what a nasal drip is. I'm not a doctor. But I remember dropping my kid off at gymnastics and some of the moms are sitting there talking. And the one's like, I have this nagging cough for like two months now and I'm not sick. I don't know what it is. I'm like, wait a minute. I can help you. So I explained what I went through. She's like, okay, I'll go check it out. So she went to the doctor the next day because like two days later, gymnastics, she comes up to me. She goes, Hey, I no longer have that cough. The doctor said I had a nasal drip. Thank you. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I just, I went to the doctor because it was this cough that just wouldn't go away that came out of nowhere and it didn't make me sick. And I didn't have a runny nose or anything. It's just, just a cough, a dry cough. Just like you said, a little tickle, just you oh, feel it back there. And yeah. if I, I couldn't cough without, I couldn't speak like, eight or nine words before having to cough. It's like, I, I had to, every time I took a breath in while, while chatting, I would have to cough. And I was like, this isn't right. This isn't right, right. at all. But yeah, the, the doctor hooked me up. And then apparently I hooked up one of the gymnastics moms. Now you're the nasal drip whisperer. Of I am the nasal like drip whisperer. Yes, sir. I am. Probably, probably one of the only other things you're going to have the drip because the other thing, if it starts dripping, you get a more serious problem. It's true. <laughs> I, I would probably just save it in a jar. I'm sure someone on eBay will buy, oh. the, will buy the drippings, right? Oh, man. That's where, do you, where do you think Blue blue Chef or Blue Apron gets all their, their sauces from? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah, you know, uh, you know, the thing is, like I said, basically, you know, uh, basically, I feel pretty good. Actually, a little bit glad that I went through it because my body proved me that uh, I could take it. Now, I know people that might listen to this podcast might get upset about this, you know, and, and uh, you know, I, I don't encourage or discourage you to make your own personal choices on this matter. Uh, I just, uh, I just chose to trust my immune system. See, I had this discussion the other day. They asked why, why did you get your shots? Why did you get your shots? I'm like, well, I plan on traveling because that's what I do. So I'm going to need these shots because that's the way the world's going. And I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. But they said, yeah, but it, it's stupid. Like, why do you need your shots? I'm like, well, I'll put it this way. I'm not too worried about myself because I'm a healthy guy. I'm concerned that the, the vid will transfer from me 
to somebody who isn't vaccinated, who isn't a healthy guy, and that person gets sick, and then that person dies. I don't ever want to be the reason that another person got sick. So I'm going to hope for the best that that the COVID is not going to go through me onto someone else. That's just it. I want to travel and I don't want to hurt other people. That's my decision. I did it and it's done. I mean, if it makes me sterile, who knows? If it kills me five years from now, who knows? But for the time being, I'm not killing anyone and I'm ready to travel. So, well, I'm going to keep my opinion on that to myself as far as why I haven't, other than the fact that you, you don't want to share, you don't want to share at all. Uh, I would take this in an extremely dark, dark place. And I really don't want to do that. So uh, I will leave it simply at this. We have 8 billion people on this planet. And this has not been something of a level that has caused our population numbers to drop. So that's all I'll say. All right. Well, I guess we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Does that make enough sense? No, no, it, 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 it makes sense. Uh, I mean, if you can read between the lines, it makes perfect sense. Basically, it is this. I, I have a very stoic outlook toward life and death. And every single one of us is going to, if they're born, they're going to end that circle at some point. And when that circle ends depends on a million different circumstances from the literally from the moment you're born until the day you actually do die this planet is trying to kill you and that might be your own poor choices for example if you decide not to wear a seatbelt, yeah. and you speed and you drink and you flip your car uh in that case i hope that there's no unlucky soul who was a passenger who didn't make that decision or anybody else you impacted on it but if you personally die from it you made a poor choice and that was what happened i i don't feel i don't feel glad or sad it just happened you know i mean i feel sad for example when somebody else made a poor choice and still don't know what happened what how they distracted but when they crossed the center line and hit my cousin's truck and flipped it and and crushed the cab of the truck uh that was not his choice he didn't make a poor decision he was just driving along the road he was just doing his normal thing somebody else made a poor decision and cost him his life now that person has to live with that Maybe they're, maybe they're a callous person and it doesn't affect them at all. Maybe they're going to think about it every day of their life. Oh my God, did I killed somebody. Uh, you know, maybe somebody, uh, I don't know. I could go through a million examples. Like yeah, you no, said, I feel you. Yeah. You know, you know, I mean, I could mourn the hundreds of thousands of people who pass away from lots of illnesses every year. Thousands of people die from malaria. We're not saying, hey, everybody move out of the areas where malaria is at, you know, I mean, and, and, you know, and everybody's going to get mad and get upset with me for saying these things, you know, and I understand that you, you can be mad, but uh, it's just my viewpoint on life and death. We're all headed there. I'm going to die one day. I don't feel particularly upset about that. I have no choice. You know, we're not immortal. And uh, I, I do have more of an issue with the potential um, for, for tyranny and control than I do about a situation that basically 
has a 0 0.05 potential death rate. So there you have it. Yeah. So there you have it. There you have it. So there I went. I went a little bit, but not too dark. If I wanted to go dark, I'd say something like Sparta had the right idea. Yeah. Remove the weak. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I would have been one of them. More than likely. Oh, yeah. My eyesight alone, I would have been one of them. Oh, yeah. Huh? I used to always huh? joke about that. Uh, I used to always joke about that. You know, if I'd been born back in whatever whatever days, I'd have been like, is that a dog or a saber tooth? I'm yeah. dead. Yeah, what happened that's... to Charlie? Well, 10-year-old Charlie fucking <laughs> can't see 20 feet. So guess what? When he thought his dog was out there, it was a saber-toothed tiger. He got eaten. So he won't be passing his nearsighted genes <laughs> on. <laughs> no, he won't. No, he won't. So, you know, I'm not going to say I, I, I feel for everybody. I don't want anybody to die unjustly. I don't want anybody to die untimely. Um, admittedly, I still uh, am a little curious when people are like 95 years old and they go, he died unexpectedly. <laughs> really? Really? Unexpectedly? I've been expecting it for the last 20 years. What the fuck exactly. are you talking about? Uh, when my grandma passed away, she'd been ready to go for several years. She just wasn't going to take herself out, but she was ready to go. She's like, anytime, Lord. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a, my... he, he passed unexpectedly at 101. <laughs> unexpectedly, huh? Yeah. Okay. My grandma's turning 100 in 2022, and <laughs> that's pretty crazy. That's she's, pretty cool. She's seen it all. She's done it all. And yeah, we're supposed to do a big birthday bash for her. So everybody's around her. They've all got the shots. They're trying to make sure, you know, you yeah, just no, let, no. let let Oma keep going for the next like nine months at least. Let's do this yeah. birthday party thing, right? Like, I'm pretty sure Oma thinks every day, like, wow, uh, I've seen it all. I've done it all. You know, if I don't wake up, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. What kind of what kind of really pushed my grandma past the limit i mean uh well first of all my grandfather died almost 30 years before she passed away so that like she'd been with my grandpa since she was 18 they were together 50 years so that's a big it's a big loss yeah we're at about 15 years now since yeah. since opa has been yeah. gone so yeah 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 and and so she was 68 when he passed away and she was, I mean, she was 68 when my grandfather passed away and then she was 92 when she passed away. But, you know, the thing is she grew up literally on a farm in a house with dirt floors. And by the time when she passed away in 2010, you know, we've been to the moon, <laughs> you yeah. know, at least supposedly, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, we got jet airplanes, you know, we've cracked the sound barrier, you know, uh, she can video chat on on a watch. Know, it, it's it's okay for women to peg guys in the butt. You know, I mean, of course, I don't think. Wait, 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 that. wait. It, it's it's always been okay to do that. It's always been okay to do that. I, well, it's always been okay, I guess, but I don't think Grandma knew about it. But anyway, I mean, I'm just saying that times have changed from 1918 to to 2010. Yes, they have. <laughs> so, so, but you know, I think that like, well, really though, the thing is that really. I think kind of, you know, it was the fact that all of her friends were gone. Everybody, everybody else had passed away. All of her sisters were gone. She had five other sisters. All of her sisters were all gone. 
she was the second to the youngest out of the six. Um, and, you know, they were all gone. Uh, you know, my grandfather was gone. My grandfather's brother and his wife were both gone. You know, all the family friends she had that were around the neighborhood had all passed away. And, you know, basically all she had left was just immediate close family. We don't really have a large family. So uh, I think it was just tough. She was just, she was just, you know, lonely and kind of, you know, ready, ready to go, you know, and I can only imagine if, or I doubt I'm going to make 92, but, uh, you know, I can't only imagine being 92 years old. I mean, who's going to be around? Like, like think, think about it, your age now, have another, another life that long from this point forward. Can you imagine that's how long you live? Well, I can imagine that, but the problem is, is that it's not going to be, things keep getting better. Things are going to keep, you're going to start like, you know, your check engine light's going to start coming <laughs> on more often. You know what I'm saying? It you're is, gonna but. Be, you're going to be like running down the street and, and your, and your, your, uh, your, your gas compartment doors open and, you know, the, the, the muffler starting to fall off and you ain't got any bailing wire to, to wire it back up with. And next thing you know, you hear this <laughs> on the gravel. I mean, you know, you start getting a drip in places you don't want to drip from, you know, I mean, that being said, that yeah. being said, the mechanics and the material is getting much better year after year. So, yeah, well, they can give me a bionic Schwartz, you know, then I'll be happy. Yeah. I mean, as long as I still feel stuff. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to be like Mace Windu. I'm going to ask for a purple one because that would be awesome. <laughs> do you ever see that Dave Chappelle skit where he's like, they do the, the wife swap. Have you ever seen that? No. Okay, you need to look that up just All because right. of the just because of the purple comment. All right, I'll do I that. Won't I won't tell you more because you got to see the humor and not be prepared <laughs> for it. So just well, look up Dave Chappelle wife swap episode. All right. Got so it. on that note, it looks like I have uh, stuff to do tonight. A project I need to watch right. Dave Chappelle, which apparently is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. So I'm gonna let you go back to your coughing. All right. Uh, thanks for you know reaching out. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for getting deep down on illness, sickness. Well, that's about the other thing I can get deep down on right now. But thankfully, my fatigue's over. So, you know, they, they can't keep they can't keep Charlie Ray down. No, you were one of the lucky ones. I am one of the lucky ones. Yes. So it's always nice to look at it like that. Yeah. All right. Well, we will have to take this up with another topic that's more fun hearted. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Yes. And uh, and uh, we'll be back with another episode. Uh, it's probably going to be about pegging. I'm not going to lie. Well, we can talk about that. Yeah. We'll do some yeah. research first. Hey, you know, when Deadpool took it mainstream, what can you say? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. with her. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter what she wants to do. I'm going to do it. it. Pretty much. Yeah. If she wanted me to somehow peg myself, I would find the right utensils to make that happen. I'm sure, there probably is a way to do that. Yeah. Well, at least I got a couple projects tonight, though. <laughs> Yes, you can watch Dave Chappelle and look up self-pegging. That's right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> thanks, thanks for listening, Nodals. Thanks, thanks, Clay. You take care of yourself. Yeah, me, you too. Peace out, Charlie right. Ray. Peace out. Peace out, Nodals. Wish you 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 wish you